Get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, save, retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. A delightful Thursday surprise, an unexpected Thursday surprise. We have our Blues insider from The Athletic, Jeremy Rutherford, not only joining us, but he's in studio, JR. What for what we owe this pleasure? Yeah, I had my uh, physical therapy this morning. It was in uh, Cape Girardeau. I figure it was close enough. Uh, you know, I heard you two were in here in the studio, so I figured I'd stop by. But uh, no, right down the street. So uh, it's just good to see you guys. Good to come in, and I figure uh, you know a little better conversation seeing you guys in person here. Absolutely. I, I thought you just wanted to come in and see us. Yeah, that's Jeremy. it. You got it. All right, you nailed me. <laughs> Trying to disguise it, but you didn't. Okay, Jr. So you join all of the shows weekly. You have great info and insight into blues hockey. But I did hear a rumor floating around these halls that you may have been on with BK and Ferrario <laughs> and Tanner, and you may have been singing Backstreet Boys lyrics. Can you confirm or deny? Uh, man, sources I've never, say I've never been on the other side of this where you're confirming or denying. Yeah, sources things, say uh, Jr. Yeah, oh, I can neither confirm nor deny. Uh, but yeah, no. BK called a few days ago and he said, "Hey, not much to talk about, but uh, I got an idea. Do you want to play this game? Uh, we're going to do uh, lyrics." with you and Tanner and you guys got to finish the Backstreet Boys. The Backstreet Boys, get out of here. So yeah, I clearly you're an insane guy. Big obviously. time, you guys. I was going to wear my concert t-shirt from the show back at Six Flags <laughs> so you guys could see. It's a schmedium uh, size. Shme- but but uh, no, it was a lot of fun. We had some fun with it. And I'll tell you what, you know, you talk about doing radio for years and years. I've been doing these blues hits here at 101 for about 12 years. But when you're sitting in a gas station, a lot of people don't know, you pull off the side of the road, you pull into a gas station, and all of a sudden they're playing back. Backstreet Boy lyrics, and then it stops, and you're on the hook to sing the rest of it. That is that is not my cup of tea. But we had a blast with it, and I beat Tanner. So you did, yeah, yeah. That doesn't surprise me because I feel I, I can't picture Tanner knowing the Backstreet Boys. That was that was before his era. That was before his time. So that whereas was, that that's in our wheelhouse, Jr. That was the funny part. That's how BK set it up. He said, "Now we got opposite ends of the spectrum here. Jeremy was probably a dad. He's cooking dinner. He's you know 30 <laughs> years old during this, and Tanner's like uh, in a playpen." Somewhere. Somewhere, right? So, totally. Yeah, I don't think anybody had the advantage. Did you have the frosted tips back in the day? <laughs> I think at one point, <laughs> I think at one point, I had uh, some frosted tips shaved on the side oh and like God. a little bit of a perm in the back. We have to find <laughs> that. <laughs> Wait, I just, that visual just took over me. A little bit of a perm in the back So was it like you were going for like a mullet or something? Yeah, was this like a vanilla ice mullet? What's going on here? It was great. My mom, uh, stepmom did some... uh, she cut hair back in the day and we would sit down in her chair and we would say, hey, listen, we want to spike in the front and let's we legit put perm curls in the back to no. get the perm. So we had the spike. Hey, I'm from Jeffco. Look, you got to do it right. You had the, the full Jamie Rivers. <laughs> the full Jamie Rivers. That's only, great. Only he had the abs in the hockey contract. <laughs> That's true. That's true. But you know what, JR? You got to fake it till you make it, right? right that could have right. been coming down the pipe for you. Okay, well, let's talk a little blues hockey here. We were talking off air about 
Ryan O'Reilly and David Perron and the chemistry that those two exhibited and how it, it they fed off one another and it led to great success for both of them. Do you think that we could see Jordan Cairo and Robert Thomas eventually develop a chemistry like we saw from Perron and Ryan O'Reilly? Yeah, Michelle, I think that uh, who knows what the lines are going to look like when we start camp. I mean, there's only so many options, especially with that top six. Uh, the Blues do have uh, nine deep, but I think we could probably identify that top six. And, you know, I don't know if Kyra's going to start out with Robert Thomas, but we all know, you know, Brooke's been, uh, you know, covering for a few years now, too, that uh, Kyra and Thomas have a ton of chemistry. You know, I, I think back uh, to a game in Nashville last year on the road, sitting there in the press box, and uh, Kyra and Thomas teamed up for a goal there at the end. And uh, it was a unbelievable goal but afterwards what was funny I remember we were interviewing Robert Thomas up against the wall outside the locker room in Nashville and Jordan Cairo walked by and Brooke you're familiar with you know how it always works where Thomas is asked a question about Cairo as Cairo's walking by. So Cairo stops and tries to listen, and he says, hey, say something good. And then you hear Robert Thomas laughing, and he said he's an amazing player. So that chemistry is there. Mm-hmm. And, and listen, teams evolve. There's been combinations with the Blues for years and years. You know, it was O'Reilly and Perron, like you said. Obviously, that's not the case anymore with Perron gone. I think eventually you have to see that Thomas-Cairo chemistry just take off. Well, and even kind of touching on Ryan O'Reilly, I know that this has been brought up many, many times, but are you expecting any type of contract extension with him soon? Yeah, so it's it's tough to say at this point. Uh, the one thing we touched on the other day is, is this. Um, if you look at the Blues' notable players, and you're talking about the Bacchuses, the Petrangelos, the uh, the Colton Pracos, the Braden Shens, all the players that the Blues brought back – they did so a year ahead of time. So like Colton Preco, his extension was done before the final year of his deal. Same with Braden Shen. And and so when those guys are getting extensions, they're getting them done in advance. The guys who haven't stayed with the organization, you know, the David Backuses, the Petrangelos, the Prawns, you know, it went through that final year. And then obviously eventually it didn't get done, right? And so if we're going to see something with Ryan O'Reilly, I could easily see it happening, Brooke, you know, before the season or during the season, if that is their intention to bring him back. And, you know, let's look at it this way, too. You know, there's nothing else Ryan O'Reilly is going to prove, right? You know, it's mm-hmm. not like you need to see three more months of him to say, okay, we're definitely going to give him that third year. And 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 secondly, um, I don't think it's going to break the bank either way. This isn't a situation where, like, he's playing for a few more million, the Blues want to, you know, see, see what they have to pay him. So, you know, if, if I'm Doug Armstrong and I want Ryan O'Reilly back, I would probably – get it done sooner than later. But, uh, you know, he obviously has a way that he works. You know, he got the Thomas deal done. He said we're going to lead the horses, you know, in one by one. And, mm-hmm. you know, I would assume that, uh, you know, O'Reilly and or Kyrou would be next. There's a lot of storylines surrounding this team as we head into the start of the season in camp. JR, I'm sure that you've you've written down all your questions that you have about this <laughs> team because you're going to be putting out great content at the Athletic. I think September 15th, you said, right, yeah, is mid, when things get underway. And the exhibition games right after that. Yeah. Which is right around the corner. But as you look at this team, what is, in your opinion, one or two really interesting storylines that you're going to be paying attention yeah, to? Yeah, for sure. I mean, there's lots, right? And so, you know, what's life like without... David Perron, you know, they had the nine 20 goal scorers, so I, you know, they should be fine up front. Uh, but you got to see that emergence with a guy like Jordan Cairo, that chemistry that we just talked about with Robert Thomas. You know, what's going to happen with Vladimir Tarasenko? Mm-hmm. You know, we could find out in a week, you know, maybe there's not to say that there is going to be news, but you just never know, right? So, um, you know, how is he going to come back and respond? Can Vladimir Tarasenko be an 82 point player? like he was last year. And then now you have Nick Letty back uh, for a full year. You got him at the trade deadline, great player, especially in the playoffs. 
Now he's got that four-year deal. You know, some people critical of giving him four years. Let's see how he plays. And then the biggest question, Michelle, I think is uh, – Jordan Bennington, mm-hmm. just what's he done this offseason? I can't wait to have a chance to have a conversation with him. What did he do? You know, obviously they don't like talking about stuff. They just want to get to camp and show what they can do as opposed to sit there and talking about it. But uh, I think once you see him start the regular season, you know, is it the Jordan Cairo of the middle of last season or is it the Jordan Cairo that we saw in the playoffs? I keep saying Cairo. Of course, I mean Bennington. Right, right. Um, and what what is he uh, bring into the table because that position is going to be so important. I think, you know, the thing that I keep seeing on social media as we go into this season is it seems like there's fans frustrated with Doug Armstrong and with some of the moves he made. Obviously, David Perron was a fan favorite. Do you think that we should just, if there's a message you could send to the fan base, would it be, it's just a wait and see? Because I feel like sometimes Army has tricks up his sleeves. Like, you know, we were just talking about John Mosellock. A lot of heat on him on not getting Juan Soto and, like, bring in Montgomery, get rid- getting rid of Harrison Bader. But, man, it's worked out great. Do you think that that's kind of just like the wait and see of what Army has up his sleeves going into the season? Yeah, it's funny that you set up the question like that because I'm watching the Cardinal game last night on the back porch <laughs> going, this Montgomery guy is unbelievable. And how in like, the world did they do that? How yeah. did they do this? And how do you stay patient? And you, Okay, we're not going to give up the farm for Soto, but mm-hmm. we're going to make these other moves, and we're going to take criticism for doing this. But, you know, hopefully our homework will, will pay off. And, and it has so far, right? And so, yeah, you know, to relate that to Doug Armstrong, look, he's been the GM for 12 years, so I think we have a log, large sample size of how he operates. And, yeah, there have been some times where moves didn't work out or you couldn't see, you know, the, the big picture like he could. And, and and I think that what we did here was we said, okay, Perron's gone. Not too excited about that. You know, some fans really upset. And they wanted Matthew Kachuk. But then you want Matthew yeah. Kachuk. So then people are like, okay, I'll wait the week or 10 days mm-hmm. to find out if they get him. If they do, then I'm fine with it. But then that doesn't happen. So now really Doug Armstrong's under the microscope. You know, I look at it like this. They still have a good team. They still have a team that's top four or five, I think, in the conference. And they can be if, if people play up to their capabilities. You know, but... You can look at it this way, too, is they could get a month, two months into the season and be missing that Perron on the power play and Bennington's not playing well and Scandella is really being a detriment to the team type thing. And then you say, hey, Army, what's going on here? The one thing I'll say is let's let that play out for one. And two, they've got some parts that they could trade. One thing about not making any of those moves that we just talked about is they still have all their draft picks. They still Mm -hmm. have these prospects. So there's still some things that uh, Doug Armstrong can do. It's so funny that that you said that, Jared, because I just, as you were talking, envisioned in my mind the Blues maybe getting off to a slow start. Or, you know, we talked even well into the season last year about them still searching for that identity on their team. I could see something like that happening because of some of the moves that were made. And meanwhile, David Perron is looking great in Detroit. Matthew Kachuk is killing it in Florida. And I think that even though that could play out that way, fans are going to have to give Army the benefit of the doubt. And Army, we trust, right? And you can't just say that and then not put it into practice when things get tough. Yeah, and that's the one thing is uh, I remember, you know, for years I would get, you know, tweets and texts and things like that. What are they doing? What's going on here? But then slowly but surely, Doug Armstrong made all these great moves. And then especially, like, after the Stanley Cup, everything I got from any move was in Army we trust, in Army we trust, right? (laughs) But, you know, we can put that faith in him, and and I agree with it, right? And I understand where the fans are coming from. But, Michelle, if we have a scenario like the one you just set up that, you know, 
Perron's killing it in, in Detroit and Cairo is inconsistent and some of these things are happening with this Blues team, it's definitely fair to criticize the mm-hmm. offseason, you know, but maybe let's get to that point and let's see how Doug Armstrong responds in that situation. Well, and also, too, if Detroit does really well, that's because it's like 25% <laughs> former Blues. That's so right. you're basically just taking the Blues game plan and running with it there. So I feel like that's why it'd be successful. Somebody text it in. I think this is interesting because we kind of forget about this. Scandella is obviously still here. What are your thoughts on that and his season? I feel like this is a big season for him moving forward. Yeah, and he's got a a couple years left on that deal and, you know, uh, fans look at it obviously as a deal that hasn't worked out for the Blues. You know, probably a a year, you know, a couple years longer than you like to see the Blues give Marco Scandella. You know, I felt like they were thought they were getting a good player to play with Colton Preco, and that just hasn't been the case. And, you know, I think that it does, um, you know, put handcuffs on you in terms of trying to get some things done. And and the other thing, you know, I pointed out in a story recently is, you know, all these no-trade clauses, right? The Blues have seven. That's tied for the most in the league with Mm. Tampa Bay. Well, Marco Scandella doesn't have a full no-trade clause. He has a modified one. It's got seven teams on it that he can't be traded to. We don't know what the seven teams are. Those things are usually kept pretty quiet. But you know, let's just hypothetically say that the Blues could have moved him to Arizona uh, for a draft pick or whatever uh, to unload some salary and uh, and then free that salary up to do something. But they can't because Arizona's on his no trade you know list. So there are some things you know behind the scenes that you don't know all the details on that could prevent that. So, um, you know, if Scandell is a third pair guy, penalty kill specialist, you know, I think he's serviceable, but I think that that cap room probably has hindered the Blues a little bit. One thing that's been a strength of the Blues in recent years, share is their coaching staff, obviously headed by Craig Berube, but Jim Montgomery was a really important piece of this staff, and now he's not with the Blues anymore. He's the head coach of the Boston Bruins, but what are the Blues losing without Jim Montgomery being there behind the bench? Yeah, I think a lot. I think that uh, he really came in here after that unfortunate situation with Dallas and how that unfolded, and look, Doug Armstrong's done a great job over the years of giving guys second chances. He gives Jim Montgomery a second chance. You know, Montgomery had no intention of... uh, coaching in St. Louis, he moved here to have a better foundation family life because his wife, uh, they, they lived here. And and so then he gets offered the job. And how about that Blues penalty kill with Jim yes. Montgomery? It was, it was terrific. But the one thing I'll say about Jim Montgomery that really stands out that they're losing the most is every single practice, you're sitting in the lower bowl, Brooke, you're down there watching practice. And practice is getting ready to start and the players are doing their laps and you see Jim Montgomery. One day he's with Robert Thomas. The next day he's with Jordan Cairo. That's why the Boston Bruins wanted him because they didn't have a good relationship between their coach and the young players. And so that's what Montgomery bought. So I think that these uh, young players that Jim Montgomery has been able to uh, have this relationship with it has been great, and that's what uh, they'll be missing. And also, he remember that what what came or practice was that that he came out there in a oh, wig yeah. <laughs> too. Yeah, to, to break just, it up a little yeah, bit. Yeah, just yeah. to have the, let the guys have fun, and they loved that. Yeah, you know, because it's at times obviously really serious, and it seems like he had a good touch on knowing like what the players needed at that moment. Yeah, 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 for sure. So you know, just from that uh, standpoint of getting to know these young guys, making them feel confident about themselves, you know, having that laugh that day at practice. I remember that uh, he, he brought a lot in his couple years here, and that's why he got the job in Boston. Look, they just don't hand out the Boston Bruin job, and uh, he was really deserving of it. Well, speaking of having a laugh, uh, uh, I hate to do this uh, to you, JR, but I think we're about to have one at your expense <laughs> because Matt Rocchio did some wizardry over here and found 
<laughs> some, some, some of your, uh, let's go with number two here. Oh, I got them together. Oh, okay, you got together. them together. So uh, we, we're going to hear some vocal stylings from Jeremy Rutherford. He was on with BK, Ferrario, and Tanner uh, not that long ago. So he's some Backstreet Boys. And for our I audience. I think we're ready for a break. No, JR, I, I think we're not. I think we're not. And for our audience that might have missed it, here you go. Here's JR, the little known sixth member of the Backstreet Boys. I don't care who you are. Ryder's getting into it. As long as you love me. Oh, you people, can't you see, can't you see how you love the Oh, gosh. Oh, man. Do they have any more songs that say I want it that way? <laughs> you did so well on the first one. I could feel it when you said, oh, man. Oh. And you know what? I know the second one. Do you? Let's it's larger it. than life. Okay, you can't just say it. you got to no, sing no, no, it. No, 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 no. See, listen, I was, I was an NSYNC girl. I was not I, a Backstreet Boys person, and I think that that says a lot about you. You're either Team NSYNC or you're Team Backstreet Boys. Yeah. It's not, you can't. What were you, Brooke? I was Team NSYNC, for sure. I was telling Michelle during the break that NSYNC was my first concert that I went to as a little girl. Mm-hmm. My dad took me, and the opener was Cisco. Do you remember Cisco, the rapper? Yeah. Thong the song. thong song. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And they Dumps brought like some truck. girls out on the stage in thongs because that? it's the thong song. And I was like, what is happening? What is this? So I remember that more than I remember the NSYNC concert <laughs> because I, it was like a whole new world. It was like, what is happening here? But still... Insync all the way. I have to ask you: Did you were you kind of like doing some of the dance moves to get into it? Because I feel like you, to, you right? need You're sitting to. Sitting in the car, right? there's not a lot much, totally. much room in that driver's They don't have boy bands right. like that anymore because now you have like the TikTok boys and all that kind of stuff, K-pop, and they they had do a little bit of that boy band stuff, but they had the moves, they had the look, that's they right. had the, the chains, yeah, the hair, all bring, that stuff. Bring as you the mentioned. boy band back. Yeah, and as a guy who had no hair, no looks, no anything. <laughs> but yeah. you got the moves though. You yeah. got the dance moves. We've seen them. Practicing. Hey, true story. Though, one time I was at the gym. I had the uh, AirPods on, and uh, Cisco, the thong song, came on. And you know how you're at the gym, you're kind of in your own zone, so you're kind of singing, and you don't know how loud you are, mm-hmm. but you're mm-hmm. you're humming it, you're singing it. Yeah, I walk through the gym, and I see that thong, you know, like whatever. And this girl walked by. No, you're I kidding. I had no idea. And all of a sudden, I go, what? What? She turns and looks at me, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm just singing the song. Here, you want to listen? Here's my AirPods. The song's playing. So, so, you remember Cisco, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, Cisco, sure. Cisco. Jumps like a truck, right? Of course. <laughs> Wow, Jerry. Yeah, you got to be careful what you're singing you at the be, gym, yeah, yeah. especially when females are walking by. <laughs> That's unbelievable. Jerry, what was your first concert before we let you go? Yeah, it was uh, concert. Oh, earlier we were talking albums. Yeah, right? well, so what's concert, the first album you bought uh, or so, concert yeah, you went to? first album was, uh, I'll never forget this, went to the store, saved up my eight bucks. Or Sam Goody? It was, yeah, Sam Goody. Nice, yeah, nice. It was uh, Twisted Sister. Twisted Sister. Mine, embarrassingly enough, was Criss Cro- Chris Cross, totally crossed out. <laughs> Followed shortly after by Ace of Base, the sign. Oh, that's great. Which I still mine, stand by. Mine was Britney Spears, her first album, Hit Me Baby One More Time. Is that what it was or yes, something like that? But, but that is not an embarrassing purchase. I would still buy that today. That's a good one, yeah. Yeah, Britney Spears. So did you, crisscross? did you wear the overalls backwards? <laughs> I did not. And I regret it because that was the look. I wasn't cool enough, you know? But JR, thank you for all the great blues info and for uh, letting us play, play you singing. Can you, can you sing us out? No, can you? Oh, I was going to say thank you for not on. asking me to sing. Can we get a little Cisco going to break? Yeah. yeah. Do we have some? No, no, Rock you, Jerry. No, you, right no, you are the entertainment, Jeremy. What, what's the words? What's Acapella's the words? Let me see. 
Well, he does have great content at The Athletic. Be sure to read all of JR's great work at The Athletic and follow him on Twitter. I'm pulling it up. It's JP Rutherford, right, JR? At JP Rutherford. Thanks, JR, for coming in the studio. This was so fun. Thank you, guys. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. The college football playoff committee made their decision on Sunday, and as much as I loathe the idea of Ohio State losing their way into the college football playoff, I 100% agree with OSU making it in over Bama. Nick Saban citing some hypothetical point spreads to prove his point that the tie deserve a spot in the college football playoffs holds little substance when you consider Bama's best win is over Texas. No, the committee got it right. TCU had a great season with far more ranked wins than Bama and didn't deserve to lose their spot after playing a surging Kansas State in a championship game. And Ohio State, while not playing some of their best ball later in the season, was still 12-0 until they came face-to-face with my Wolverines. While the college football playoff system isn't nowhere near as good as it could be, it's better than what we had. And in a few years, it will be better for all of college football. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. And don't forget, BetOnline for the NHL, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. Hey, hon, what you doing with your phone? Do flowers have best friends? I don't know. Hey, look. Whoa. Some answers can only be found in nature. Discover the unsearchable. Visit discovertheforest.org to find a trail near you. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council.